You've reached Debbie Taplin. Please leave a message after the beep and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Hi, Mom. Uh, it's Jake. Adam's not here because he is a son of a bitch who's working for the FBI. Oh. God, Mom, I, I'm sorry. You're not a bitch. He's your son. But, but I, didn't, I didn't mean... He's, he's the bitch. Yeah, he's the bitch. So, so his kids will be sons of bitches. Or, or, or his sons will be. Anyway, I know these tapes are going to lead me to Grandpa Ernie. Mom, you'll see. There's only this one and, and one more, so, so we got to be close. From Sherman's March to the Sea Memorial Studios in beautiful downtown Dayton, Ohio, this is the Sound of Liberty. I'm Jack Taplin. Vic Thorpe is out this week. He's got great horned owls in his barn and barn owls in his great horns. We apologize for not being on the air last week. We had a bit of a mishap with a half dozen bottles of cream soda. And wouldn't you know it, the system shorted out and we lost the whole episode. However, we're so pleased to bring you this week's episode because of its profound normality. Everything is right as rain here, just droplet after droplet of freedom. Not a whiff of communist influence to speak of. Isn't that right, Ernie? Yeah, except for all the communist influence to speak of. Ernie, slap yourself for me, please. How come, Jack? On account of I can't reach you. Makes sense to me. Boy, that really smarts. We've got a truly wonderful and normal episode lined up for you today, and it's special, but also normal. Today, the U.S. versus the USSR. What's that conflict all about? Is it good versus evil? Or is it more complicated than that? No, it's not more complicated than that. We'll get a deep look into the Cold War with our own spymaster, Deputy Director Clayton Marsh of the FBI. Then we'll play a song, which is a normal thing to do next. Finally, we'll bring a trained horse into the studio, and I'll describe the tricks that it's doing. Nothing strange here. Now, if you could be so kind, Ernie, why don't you play our first commercial on this, a run-of-the-mill episode of The Sound of Liberty. The following message is sponsored by the Walter C. Tweed Presidential Campaign Fund. everyday American family is struggling. Our way of life is in jeopardy. The very foundations of our country are shaken to the core. The current government has abandoned you, betrayed you for the fat cats in Washington and the money sharks in New York. Men are working long hours at the warehouse, at the dockyard, in the diamond mines. Their backs are broken. Their heads ache and their lips bleed. Their feet are worn to the bone. In fact, they are little more than bones now. Their hair, once shiny and supple, has grown brittle and gray. Their hips have shrunk. Their arms have turned to fraying pieces of rope. Their kneecaps have been replaced with vicious scarab beetles. 80,000 safety pins are stuck in their necks. 
Their internal organs are made of spider webs, and their smiles have turned to sulfur. At home, their wives have the head of a raven and the body of another person. Their children are spinning clouds of dust, and they have lost all their toys. Cholera has replaced the sky, and fear is the sun. This is the world we live in. This is the world built by the current political system. Walter C. Tweed will change that. Walter C. Tweed will make everything taste of honey. He will build skyscrapers of roast pork and virginal love. He will transform the gargoyles into trustworthy grandmothers. It will rain peace and free carpeting. Tears will be illegal, and Jesus Christ will pitch for the Brooklyn Dodgers. The world will be an everlasting smile. Vote for this world on Election Day. Vote Walter C. Tweed for President of the United States. I'm Walter C. Tweed, and I approve this message. Of course, because this show is broadcast behind the Iron Curtain, none of you listeners out there actually can vote. But just imagine what it would be like if you could. Uh, up next, we're very lucky and not at all concerned to have FBI Deputy Director Clayton Marsh with us. He's responsible for what's called counterintelligence. And I don't mean he knows his way around a slab of formica. I do know that too, though, but only coincidentally. Deputy Director Marsh, although the Russians would have us believe they've infiltrated even our most esteemed institutions, I understand that covert Russian operations on U.S. soil are actually exceedingly rare. Is that right? Most definitely. Of course, that's not for lack of them trying. I'd say we foil two, three plots per week, but we always get our man. Or woman. <laughs> Imagine using women for espionage. There's nothing those Ruskies won't stoop to. And, uh, how, uh, how are those plots normally foiled? Oh, lots of ways. Wiretaps, interrogations. Just last week we got word the Russians were trying to steal some microfiche out of our Bucharest embassy, so we switched out the one they were looking for and let them steal it. And when they got it back to Moscow and took a look, it was just a jumbo picture. Of... Well, well, it was my buttocks. <laughs> I uh, don't suppose anyone ever, you know, escapes, do they? Not a chance. This one time, I remember we outed this Russian spy, and he was on the run. And he was going to link up with his wife and escape on a ferry. And so he sees her on the dock and runs up to her and kisses her. And then the wig falls off, and it's... <laughs> well, it's... <laughs> it's my buttocks. <laughs> Sounds like, uh, any... Russian agents out there are really in a pickle. A salty American-sized pickle, to be sure. Especially now that we're bringing out a new generation of spy detectors. I brought one along to show you here. See? Oh, uh, and uh, what, uh, what does it do? This little device here measures all aspects of bodily function. Pulse, heart rate, blood viscosity... Eyelids, spleenification, hair factor, number of kidneys, slouch, underbreathing, and preferred system of government. By taking all of these readings simultaneously, we can assess with 98% accuracy whether someone is a Russian agent or not. 
But the, uh, well, uh, surely the device makes mistakes sometimes, then. False alarms and, and, and things. The way I see it, Jack, there's only two types of folks. Russian agents and future Russian agents. If we get someone before the Russians do, we win. Get, uh, g g get, get them. What, uh, what do you do with them once you have them? Well, put it this way, Jack. Have you ever seen a Russian agent? No, of course not. I rest my case. Well, me and the boys are here. We thought, why not take these things for a test run on you all? Oh, gee, that's nifty. I love probes. No, Ernie. I mean, uh-huh. We couldn't possibly, you know. Ah, come on, Jack. It tickles a bit, but it's all in good fun. Like a little kiss from a woman who ain't your wife. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we, we have the rest of the program to get through, so I guess you... What's the matter, Jack? You wouldn't have something to hide, would you? Of course not. Ha ha. Ha ha. Well, you finish your little show here. I'm going to go smoke a bunch of cigarettes, and we'll see you right after. Don't go slipping off anywhere. Ha <laughs> ha. Thanks for having me on, Jack. Put her there. <laughs> gotcha. That's my buttocks. <laughs> uh, uh We'll, uh, be right back after this word from our sponsors. This episode of The Sound of Liberty is brought to you by, uh, pop-pop-pop-popcorn. Pop, Hot, delicious, uh, buttery, salty popcorn. Watch those curls go. Uh, see, see them pop, eat them up. Pop, 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 yup, yup. Good popcorn. Mmm, uh, yum time. Mouth popcorn. Uh, Jack? Tastes. Tongue. Lips. Feel it. I'm here. I'm here. Jack? Jack, you all right? Popcorn. Plug for it. Popdorp, Popcorn, Popcorn, Jack, Osdorp, Jack, Jack, snap out of it. Oh, uh, what, what, uh, yes, uh, pop, Popcorn, there we are, Popcorn. Jack, you've been acting real strange ever since last week, y you know, the whole thing that we're not talking about. I, uh, no, no, everything's fine, I'm just a little dizzy, that's all. Probably just a symptom of that childhood infection that never quite... Never quite. Never. You're all sweaty and red, Jack. Like. I'm not red. I, I'm a patriot. I've given everything for this country. Everything! Okay, Jack. Okay. What do you. What do you have to do to get some oxygen in here? I can't feel my eyes. Eyes, eyes, eyes. Uh, uh, song! There's a song next. Why don't you play the song, Ernie? Sure. Sure thing, Jack. Deputy Marsh gave me this new record. He said you'd love it. I met this pretty little lady, ooh, and she set my heart a whirl. So we started going steady, and now I'm ready to marry this fine girl. But she came home today with a something to say and a band around her arm. She said, Tommy, I'm a commie, but I still love you. I don't mean you no harm. 
She's my red baby, red baby all night long. She's my red baby all night long. And she's driving me crazy, cause my red baby's loving feels so right, even though it's wrong. I came home from work in my nine to five, and my baby and I kissed. Then the doorbell rang, in comes a gang of lousy socialists. And a picture of my mama up on my wall Well, I thought the frame had fallen But God, this broad took it down herself And put up a picture of Papa Stalin Red baby, red baby, what a chick Oh, my red baby, somewhere chick And she's driving me crazy Cause my red baby is an undercover agent For the Bolshevik what do I do? What do I do? I asked my ma, I asked my pa, I told the preacher just what I saw. He said, son, Jesus said to follow your heart. Love is never wrong. So I thought about it hard, and I thought about it long. Do I really care if my red baby is a spy? Yes! And I turned her over to the FBI. No, my red baby, red baby's not for me. No, my red baby's not for me. She's driving me crazy cause my red baby is a saboteur of my God-given democratic liberties. Hey Jack, the song is over, we're back. Uh, Jack? Jack, where are you? Uh-oh. Um. Oh, th there you are, Jack. Coming, um, c coming right back into the studio. That was all a funny joke we was doing. I could see you uh, sitting down in the booth again and, and leaning into the microphone. Here, um, here comes the words that you're saying. I'm Jack Taplin, and this is the show. Here's the, here's the show. We just did the show. Remember, when you're, uh, when you're a communist, uh, the president, when you have a communist instead of a president, we're, uh, we're here for freedom. Uh, I, I'm Jack Taplin. That's me, Jack. And, oh, there's Ernie over there. But he's not talking. And this is the sound of liberty. Nighty-night. Ernie. Ernie. Jack? Keep your voice down. We're not recording, right? Definitely. Hey, why is Mrs. Taplin here? Uh, hello, Ernie. Uh, don't forget to wear clean clothes. Ernie, there's something you've got to know and we don't have much time. I'm all ears, Jack. Tilly and I, we're... We're leaving. Right now. Oh, did you end up winning that sweepstakes? There's no easy way to say this, Ernie, but... Tilly is a spy. A Russian spy. Oopsie doopsie. Jake? Jake, let me in. It's important. What do you want? I figured it out. Grandpa Ernie isn't the spy. No, Adam. Your FBI mind games won't work with me. You're just backtracking to convince me to trust you, but it won't work. I know the darkness you serve. Jake, please. I figured something out. 
You have to believe me. What do I have to do to convince you that I'm not working with the FBI? Say it. Say what? I know that no matter how much money the FBI was paying you, you wouldn't be able to say, Jake, you were right. Say it. Is this really necessary? Say it! I'm being serious, Jake. I've I won't believe a single goddamn word out of your mouth unless you say it. Jake, you were right. Say, Jake, you were right, and I'm just a dumb Adam. I knew it. Jake, you were right, and I'm just a dumb Adam. Say, Jake, you were right, and I would definitely be the nun who gets cholera in Sister Act 8, Nuns in the Time of Cholera. It's the only way, Adam. Jake, you were right, and I would be the nun who gets cholera in Sister Act 8, Nuns in the Time of Cholera. Now open the damn door. Fine. Okay, what is it? Grandma Tilly, that song she was humming in the last episode, I couldn't get it out of my head. And, and so I looked it up, and it's a Russian song. Tilly is a spy. A Russian spy. I know. What? They just said it. Tilly is a spy. A Russian spy. Oopsie doopsie. She was a Soviet secret weapon. Killed a dozen Nazis during the war with nothing but an enormous machine gun. She went by the alias... Black Window. You mean Black Widow? No, Ernie. Her husband is alive and standing right in front of you. She was sent to the U.S. to infiltrate the American military, and, well, we, uh, we fell in love. Real love, not spy love. We had a beautiful child. A real child, not a spy child. When she finally broke down and told me her true identity, well, Ernie, I couldn't leave her. All I could do was love her. When I met Jack... I wanted to leave it all behind. I didn't want to be Russian or American or anything anymore. All I wanted to be was a wife, mother, and Dayton's deadliest small business owner. But that's not how it works for us spies. We don't get to retire, you see, and my bosses told me that if I stopped supplying information, they would come for Jack and little Debbie. Oh, it was just terrible, terrible, terrible. I didn't tell Jack, but I kept doing a little spying on the side just to keep us safe. I started taking amphetamines just to deal with the pressure, and now my hands are giant squids. So inky. All that speed made her sloppy, and now the feds are on to us. That's why they're here. They know there's a mole somewhere, and once I fail that spy detector test, it's curtains for Tilly and me. Oh, gosh, Jack. Between this and that broken gumball machine in the lobby that I didn't break... Everything's going wrong around here this week. Oh, God, they're here. Ernie, listen very closely to me. If anything should happen to Tilly and me, please, I'm, I'm begging you. Look after my daughter. Can you do that for us, Ernie? Look after Debbie for me? They need to be watered every other day and trimmed once a month. They'll bloom in April, and it won't last for long. But for those three weeks, it's the most beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing you've ever seen. Honey, you're talking about the tulips. Oh, golly. I'm so confused. What with the amphetamines. Just take care of my baby, Ernie. Please, please, please. Of course, Mrs. Taplin. You could count on me. 
Whenever you're done in there, we got the old detector ready out here, boys. <laughs> We're just wiping off the probes. We did a little test run on this trained horse you got out here. He's got extremely high cholesterol, but he's not a spy. We'll have to make a break for it, Tilly. You might have to use your skills. Just try not to hurt anyone too bad. I'll get all the bumblebees. Ernie, we'll be back as soon as we can, okay? Okay, Jack. I'm gonna open this door and then we run, Tilly. We run and we don't stop, no matter what happens. Three, two, one. Just, just, just let me. Okay, there, Mom. We'll, we'll call you right back. We we'll love, love you. <laughs>